are listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Tiny, how's it going, man? I'm doing pretty good this morning. How you doing? I'm all right. Pumped up for episode 17. That's right. Of Earth Oddity podcast. We're going now EOP. EOP. Yeah. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> you know me. You down with EOP? <laughs> yes. You got any good stories for today? I have a man who stole $1.2 million worth of fajitas. Woo, man. That's pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> I've got an Ohio woman that sued Insane Clown Posse uh, after being injured by Fago, so that's pretty good. Uh, I was, you know, just a little NEICP talk we can get into good uh, for our devoted Insane Clown Posse following, I'm sure. Were huge at the gathering of the juggalos <laughs> yeah i'm sure um also pretty pumped because the royal baby was born i don't know if you're into that stuff uh you know what I, i'm embarrassed that i'm as ignorant <laughs> as i am but i knew nothing about that well i was being facetious i'm not into it either oh. i just know somebody put some stuff up on facebook and i okay. saw it so okay yeah. so there's a yeah there's a new, a new monarch yeah a new baby yeah yeah uh whichever one of them it is william I don't. What's the prince's? I don't know. The I've one that's married heard, to Kate Middleton, the good-looking lady. I've always heard there's but not as good-looking as my wife. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. So she had a baby. Okay. Everybody was pumped about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, we did spank that butt back in 1776. <laughs> we ain't got to worry about this anymore. But whatever. Yeah, we're allowed to uh, follow, you know, celebrities and right. hang on everything they say now. Yeah. Celebrities are the monarchs of our country. They are. Yeah. That's true, yeah. So, but anyways, just look at Kanye West. Yeah. Yes, yeah. We talked. We covered hey, that last story week. last week. Yeah, he is he, when it all began. He did not stop. Right. You he tweeted it. all week last yes. week. <laughs> you heard it here first on Earth Oddity podcast. <laughs> yeah. That uh, you know Kanye was giving out life advice. The next thing you know, he's now he's a political pundit. Yeah. He's he's all in. <laughs> I may get a cabinet position or something. <laughs> you know, he might do it. I don't know. Kanye for Minister of Interior or Secretary of the Interior is not too bad. Uh, Urban Development. There you go. That's yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> that's where that's where I would put him. Yeah. So good for Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think he made some people mad. I've never seen that many middle aged white people talk about a rap, you know, <laughs> artist in my life on social media. I mean, people were all that's really the most amazing thing Trump has done is he had, you know, like forty year forty, fifty year old white people uh talking about Kanye. Probably downloading and listening to his music just to see what he was about. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, that's quite a feat right there. The comedian from Birmingham, uh, Jermaine Funny Main yeah. Johnson, he tweeted out last week. He was like, 2018, Republicans tweeting out, you know, rap lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> you know, crazy, y'all. It is. It is. Like, what timeline are we living in? You know, like, that's just kind of weird. Yeah. But, you know, such is life. Such is life. Our first article comes from CNN, and the headline is Police Shoot Man Trying to Enter Courthouse Dressed as a Ninja. Oh, this okay. happened in Davenport, Iowa. Two people were injured after an officer-involved shooting involved a man dressed as a ninja at an Iowa courthouse Wednesday. Okay. So, straight off the bat, he's not a good ninja. Yeah. Because a good ninja would have never been seen. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> you know, blend into the shadows. Yeah, he would have came in. Gone killed, with the night. Yeah, done whatever he had to do and leave. <laughs> yeah. A witness around 10.30 a.m., again, ninjas don't leave witnesses, 
A man, right. a man dressed as a ninja tried to get inside the Scott County Courthouse armed with some sort of blunt object, according to police. We walked in the doors, and we'd seen this guy coming from across the street, witness and St. Clair said. I swear he was dressed as a ninja in all white, so uh, I assume he's Storm Shadow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not Snake Eyes. He's more <laughs> no. of the Storm Shadow variety. With a stick coming out of his back that looked like a sword... If it's a stick, I assume this is a bow staff. Yeah. That's Donatello's weapon of choice. Yes. And all of a sudden, he just came running up to the doors behind us and saying, Come on, G, come on out here. I'm going to get you. (laughs) So. (laughs) All right. You know, know, again, ninjas don't provoke people into confrontation. They slip in unnoticed and, you know, get you when you least suspect it. Right. So this guy's not a real ninja. No. Yeah, I would. I would say probably Davenport, Iowa, is not known for his ninja <laughs> no. population. No, it's not. Been to Davenport, Iowa before in my life. Just like to say that. Stayed at a motel called the Crest Motel, which was horrible. Police said two bailiffs quickly responded, and from there the situation escalated, leading them to fire a gun and a less lethal device. So right. I guess they shot at him and they tased him. And they him. tased him, yeah. <laughs> you know, both. The suspect fled on foot before being arrested a short time later. Both the suspect and a bailiff were taken to a hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. The bailiff who fired the weapon is now on administrative leave per department policy. Standard, yeah. Yes. The investigation is being turned over to the Iowa Division of Criminal Investigation with the help of Davenport Police. It's unclear what charges, if any, the suspect will face. Huh. So, good to know that no one got at least seriously hurt. Right. Which, you know... If, again, if he was a real ninja, he would have deflected that bullet with his <laughs> with his weapon, right. you know, with his sword. Yes. Well, but if if he didn't have a, a weapon, I mean, he had, they said he had a stick. Right. If that's all he had and all he was doing was yelling outside of the courthouse, why do we got to shoot him? It, you know. Yeah. In this day and age, I get that you you know you can't just you know because he could have he could have for real been a threat. But what, what charges is he going to face? Is it illegal yeah. to stand outside of a courthouse dressed, dressed as a ninja, as a ninja? And, and holler at people? I don't. I wouldn't think it would yeah. be. You know, I'm sure there's some sort of like menacing, you know, charge. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they get him with something. Yeah. But I don't know that it's let's draw down on him and um and shoot. But you know, I see he's texting you now, so <laughs> wonder what he's got to say about it. <laughs> Brb. <laughs> But I would, I mean, you know, apparently the guy maybe had some issues, you yeah. know, up top mentally and enough to dress a, as a ninja in public. I think that's you know? a safe assumption. Yeah. When when you see someone like that, I think my first thing thought would be, well, this dude's, he, he's probably, you know, he's got some problems. Right. He's, he's in the slow class or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, you know, maybe let's not try to shoot him right off the bat. But I don't know what led up to it because it said one of the, the officers had to go to the hospital too, so yeah. maybe he like whopped him upside the head with a <laughs> stick or something. I don't know. Yeah, you know? I don't know. We need the art. This article is not yeah, in lacking, depth enough. We need more information. Facts, yes, because uh, there's a lot of questions there. Yeah, yeah. Like, what led up to the shooting, or was it just like the bailiff guy was having a bad day, and he's like, <laughs> "I'm not. I'm tell you what. I'm gonna put him down, Randy," and like pulled out his gun <laughs> and shot him. You know. 
Yeah. <laughs> Randy's like, no, let me tase you first. No, no, no let me just <laughs> pop him in the leg or whatever. Maybe he just wanted to see if he really was a ninja. That's right. <laughs> because if he's really a ninja, he he's going to like yeah. vanish into a poof of smoke <laughs> and be gone. You know? That's a very good point. <laughs> Maybe he was like, well, hey, uh, you're not a ninja. And the guy's like, yeah, I am. He like pulls out, bah, bah. and then he's like, shoots him. He's like, see, I told you you weren't a ninja. <laughs> I don't know, but but kind of strange, kind of strange. The uh, Davenport, Iowa ninja, <laughs> Storm Shadow, Storm Shadow <laughs> from Davenport. <laughs> that's the uh, that sounds logical. Up next here, I got a story from the L.A. Times. Uh, Monkey can't sue for copyright infringement of selfies. Ninth Circuit rules. <laughs> A federal appeals court decided unanimously Monday that animals may not sue for copyright protection. The ruling came in the case of a monkey that took selfies with a wildlife photographer's camera. The photographer later... Photographer. 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 Yeah. Later published the photos. (laughs) Uh, An animal rights group sued, charging the monkey on the copyright because it took the pictures. Um, we must determine whether a monkey may sue humans, corporations, <laughs> and companies for damages and injunctive relief arising from claims of copyright infringement. Judge Carlos B., appointed by President George W. Bush, wrote for a three-judge panel of the U.S. Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. We conclude that this monkey, and all animals since they're not human, lack statutory standing under the Copyright Act. Act, Bay said. Um, Naruto, named as the plaintiff, was a seven year old crested macaw. Hmm. Macaw. I guess that's how you say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Let's just say monkey living in a reserve in Indonesia. The monkey purportedly took several photos of itself in 2011 when wildlife photographer David Slater left his camera unattended. People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. Oh, no. No, they're always getting mixed up in it. Oh. Sued, sued Slater in 2015, arguing they did. the copyright belonged to the animal. The group said Slater later settled the case out of court, but the Ninth Circuit decided to rule on the matter anyway. Judge N. Randy Smith, in concurrence, called PETA's suit frivolous. The concept of expanding actual property rights and rights broadly to animals necessitates resolving what duties also come with those rights, he wrote. And because animals cannot communicate in our language, who stands in their shoes? He said the federal court lacks the authority to hear a suit purportedly brought by an animal. Um, So, I'm surprised, as we were discussing this Mm -hmm. earlier, the Ninth Circuit Court is notoriously... Um, all I would say uh, more of the one of the more liberal right. federal courts, and uh, usually the ninth, ninth Circus, yeah, the Ninth Circus, <laughs> yes, um, and usually you know will rule uh, in ways that I would say most of your Middle Americans, mm-hmm. the uh, flyover states, feel are, it's kind of crazy, right? Um, so I would have guessed they would have sided with the monkey in this suit, but I guess they weren't up for any monkey business, but. <laughs> I did my own sound effect for that one. <laughs> I believe the reason they, they I bet you a lot of people on the on the on the court wanted to rule with the monkey, but I think the reason they didn't 
is because if they do, and animals can now have copyright protections, yeah, there is going to be a lot of films oh, whose copyright yeah. Yeah. is going to be up in the air. Yeah, you're right. That's a very good point. And, and I believe if there's any cats or dogs left from that one movie, uh, <laughs> oh, what was the name of that movie? You know what I'm talking about? The Orange Cat. Milo and Otis. Oh, okay, yeah. They could sue for murder. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Straight up sue for murder <laughs> if that's the case. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's a really good point. You know, it would open up like, I mean, they would just be inundated with yeah. lawsuits for everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if PETA's involved, because PETA's, they're crazy anyway, yeah. you know. Because there's there's no better way to help animals than to sue to get this <laughs> them up monkey litig- his yes. copyright to his selfies. You know, we love animals, so we're going to tie them up in litigation for years. <laughs> burden them with legal fees, you know, and everything else. No, we love you, animals. <laughs> Here is a $500 hour, you know, billing charge from your lawyer. And uh, go ahead and get a job and get that worked up. You know, I don't know. Yeah. You yeah. can now sell, you know, the rights to your selfies. Yes. And I guess you can take that money and eat it or put it in a monkey account wipe with it whatever you do with money yeah i mean that's it animals really they have no need for money so what's the point in a way and maybe they start little monkey banks this may be the beginning of planet of the apes you know like if it would have ruled the other way Next thing you know, they're did they, did they mention the monkey by name? I'm I'm sure he's got a name. Oh yeah, they did. I thought I thought maybe a, I, I probably missed it. Naruto. 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 Man, I hope I hope this doesn't start a movement among the the monkey population and they're all like, remember Naruto. Naruto is a is is Japanese manga. Uh, that's what it's it, yeah. yeah, you know? I didn't know that. <laughs> My brother, he would be yeah, super into that. I know that. Brad's really into it. <laughs> yeah, he's really into, into Japanese animation. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, he explained the difference between manga and whatever <laughs> the other anime and all that was to me one day. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, that's way more involved than me. He goes to conferences. Oh, yeah? And apparently, you know, these, I think they're called otakus. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they all get together. Otakus. I, 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 I now. I, I don't know. I, I could mean, be wrong. I want to go to a taco truck. <laughs> get a little tasty taco. Get a fish a taco. Extra spicy a taco. <laughs> Brad, we're not making fun of your culture, man. No. 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 Well, we're not making fun of this <laughs> Japanese culture that you've appropriated. <laughs> oh, I'm terrible. That's, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> hey, people... People like what they like. You they know? do. And yeah. you know what? There's a lot of people I know who think podcasting is stupid. There you go. Yes. So, well, and I would say, hey, you're not hurting anybody, Brad. Enjoy <laughs> yeah, it. You yeah. know, you're fine, dude. Do yeah, your absolutely. thing. Be proud of it. I think it's awesome that you have like an entire wall of DVDs <laughs> behind the screen to your projector, you know. Yes. It's yes. awesome. He explained that when he was getting it all set up, <laughs> yeah, how he yeah. was going to do that. So, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um. Anyway, our, let's moving on before I get in trouble. <laughs> we're going to have a fist fight. <laughs> no, he's going like, to come up here. I'm glad we're not live. <laughs> no, yes, that's right. <laughs> this next article we have comes from Time. And you have you may have seen this in the news because I, I kind of saw it everywhere, all over Facebook and whatnot. But a Texas man gets 50 years in prison after a scheme to steal 
$1.2 million worth of fajitas. Oh, man. I would just like to repeat that. $1.2 million wow. worth of fajitas. They're not gold, not you know diamonds, <laughs> no. but fajitas. <laughs> fajitas. Okay. Brownsville, Texas. A Texas man has been sentenced to 50 years in prison for stealing one point. Here it comes again. $1.2 million worth of fajitas over nine years. Wow, a nine-year heist. Yeah. 53-year-old Gilberto Escamilla was sentenced Friday after pleading guilty to theft by a public servant. The Brownsville Herald reports he told the court the fajita scheme just spun out of control. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everything was moving goes. so fast. That's right. <laughs> you know? The fajita world is just playing <laughs> fast and loose. I got in too deep too fast. Escamilla had been intercepting fajitas that he ordered through the Cameron County Juvenile Center where he worked, but then delivering them to his own customers. So I'm assuming he's getting these fajitas delivered to the juvenile center but then instead yeah, of using them, them for truck. the juveniles who are there yeah he's you know like you said he's got some kind of business food truck right. restaurant whatever and now he's selling right. these fajitas he's uh, he's turned into a distributor yeah at the yeah. cost of the taxpayer right yes yeah a pretty good idea huh? <laughs> yeah, really like if there's not much oversight you can just slide <laughs> a few cases in your trunk at the end of the shift well this went on for nine years yeah right. so you know, I'm like, did no one, no one ever questioned. Yeah. You know? Well, well, I mean, <laughs> I like his ingenuity. Let's find out how he got caught. His scam was uncovered when he missed work for a medical appointment and an 800 pound fajita delivery arrived at the center, which doesn't serve fajitas. Oh. And he wasn't, he basically, he wasn't there to get the shit. In right. It, and it shows up and everyone's like, oh, what are, what are, what's this? Oh. You know? You know, I bet you was in that doctor's office and he was like, oh. Oh man! <laughs> I I, knew it's I Tuesday. Yeah. It's Tuesday. The truck comes. You know, it's Taco fajita, Tuesday. <laughs> Taco Tuesday. The fajita truck comes. <laughs> Escamilla was fired in August, and he was arrested after authorities checked vendor invoices and mm. obtained a search warrant that uncovered county-funded fajitas in his refrigerator. Okay. Now so, you know we did a story similar to this a while back, where a guy had gotten in trouble for stealing food from the jail and selling it. Yeah. Um, so maybe this is like pretty common. I don't know. There needs I feel like there needs to be more than one person that right. goes over expense reports, no matter yeah. what that is. Right. There needs to be more than one person that goes over that. Well, and I don't know if it's like this in Texas, but you know in Alabama we've recently had a controversy because I think in all but six counties the jail food budget Everything mm-hmm. that is not spent in that fiscal year, the sheriff gets to pocket. Oh yeah, I remember we did, we did do that. And like story. that dude yeah. bought like that seven million dollar house down on yeah, the beach. Yeah, he was feeding these guys like PB and J sandwiches, yes, right? Three and meals taking a day, the extra and money, taking everything, and saving right. up for a beach house. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe I bet you, uh, if that's the case, that sheriff's checking those invoices every day. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know that our system is good, but it's probably you ain't got anybody loading up nine or a million and a half uh, worth of fajitas and giving them out or selling them to restaurants yeah. around the city because he, he's got to pay for a beach house. <laughs> but, you know, I could see how you might get enticed by the, uh, you know, uh, money you could make doing that real easily because you one point two million dollars. Yeah, you do it like you probably had a buddy. He probably had a buddy who's got him a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, and he's he's like, hey, can you? He get probably some he probably in? helped him out one time. Yeah. 
and then it and just then turned into the next thing you know right you get away with it that one time you're right. like okay well maybe i'll just do it one yeah. more time i made a fast quick hundred bucks right uh-huh. here nobody knows i'll and just get in one case and before you know it you're ordering 800 pounds of truck you know and it just you know it just yeah. grows like a snowball right. it just steadily increases well, and i imagine they got trustees that work in the kitchen like jail trustees mm-hmm. inmates and they're not going to tell on you because you're probably like because he's probably giving them like extra yeah. fajitas right. or whatever here's a pack you know? of smokes yeah. yeah here's a pack of smokes just don't tell anybody to load those up in the back of my truck right. i'll be back in 30 minutes or whatever so because i'm yeah. one of you guys yeah and well, now he really is going to be yeah, one of them. he's going to be on the inside i wonder <laughs> if they make him work in the kitchen <laughs> like, Hey, man, I love cooking some fajitas. Man. Uh, the fajita bandit. Wow. Um, our next story, guy who's going to be in a little trouble with the law, uh, comes from us from the KOMO News out of Seattle. And uh, it says, court file. Man hits people with his car in Bothell to get out of work. So, um, a 22-year-old arrested for intentionally hitting two people with his car Friday night in Bothell Said he did. Said he did it to change his life and get out of a job he hated. Court documents say. Oh no. Yeah, I feel like he took it to the extreme. <laughs> yeah, most people. I can would, think of a lot of ways to get out of work. Like maybe I, one, just not go. Yeah, I think a two <laughs> weeks sick. A two weeks notice is standard. <laughs> not hitting two people with your car. Uh, uh, he said I had to change something in my life, so I hit three people with my car. Oh my god. The man told Bothel police officer. The intent wasn't to kill, but just to injure. <laughs> so that makes it okay. So he has the same intent as a Claymore mine. That's Basically, right. yes. I don't want to kill anybody. I just want to injure them. Just want to maim them up. Good. <laughs> oh, God. Court documents say he hit two women and aimed his car at a third pedestrian who managed to get out of his way. One of the women was seriously hurt and was taken to Evergreen Medical Health Center. The other woman was treated at the scene. I heard kind of a screech, like tire screeching, said victim Amy Porterfield. She was walking to a restaurant to meet her husband for their anniversary dinner. I started to cross the street, and then I heard the car coming. I could hear the engine revving as he came, and I turned just as his hood hit my leg. He hit me in my left leg, and I came up on the car, bounced off the hood, flipped over, and landed on my right side in the street, Porterfield said. The man who was arrested, identified as Eli Aldinger, later told police uh, that he was on his way to work when he saw a man and a woman crossing Main Street. He sped up from 20 to 35 to 40 miles per hour to hit the woman, court documents say. He told a police officer that the woman saw him coming and jumped up on the hood of his car. She was the most seriously injured of the two women. The man saw a second woman crossing the street Uh, He swerved his car to hit her, court documents say. The woman was bruised but didn't need to go to the hospital. The man was in the path of his car, but he got out of the way. Um, Witnesses were saying that he was driving on the wrong side of the road but finally stopped at Bothell Way Northeast and 185th Northeast Street, for everyone who's familiar with that area (laughs) that listens to us. Yeah. Um, Officers who were in the area dealing with an unrelated accident uh, came, you know, to the scene. Snapchat videos show the officer cuffing the suspects, and witnesses say the suspect was laughing. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. The driver, it sounds like to me like this guy has some serious problems yeah. beyond just hating his job. Right. Well, that's what it says. He, wasn't, he didn't seem to be under the influence of alcohol and drugs. Uh, he was completely calm and did not seem confused, excited, nervous, or scared, a police officer wrote in the court, 
court documents, and he said he spoke nonchalantly about the incident. He Now, here we go. He worked at the McMinimus Anderson School but hated his job, he told the officer. Um, he said he was unhappy with his life and suffered from insomnia. He said on Friday that he had not slept for three days. Now, that is called a methamphetamine habit, by the right. way. You know, that's not insomnia. <laughs> I'll just point that out. Um, as he was driving to work that night, he wanted to do anything to get out of work, the officer wrote. And uh, he told the officers he was looking forward to spending a few years in a room. Wow. Um, I'm not happy with the direction my life is going. I've been working in the food industry for five years and hate it. I feel you there, buddy. I've been dealing with insomnia for the past couple of months, and it's been horrible. Um, and he told the officer that he felt bad for the people he hit and their families, but said it was a life experience court document. Oh, say. my gosh. It's not funny. People got really hurt, but I, I can't help but laugh. I asked him if it was worth it, and he said, yeah, the officer wrote in court documents. Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the victim has a bit of sympathy for the driver. I feel angry, but also feel bad for him that he was in that frame of mind, um, said Miss Porterfield, who got hit. Um, he's being held on $1 million of bail. Should He may get into the fajita game, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, his next quarter appearance is scheduled for Wednesday. So... I would just say, if you're unhappy with your station in life, change it. Sending yourself to jail is not the first step of getting out. You know, like how that's bad regression. Does, how bad does your life have to be where you're thinking, okay, jail is a step right. up? Well, what do you, you think? Know? Like his manager when he heard this has got to go, man, am I that bad of a boss? <laughs> like, you know, I, I, let me answer. Yes, yeah. yes, you were man, apparently. I, I, hey guys, I, I thought Eli was cool, uh, and he always kind of acted okay when he was at work. Uh, now he's hitting people to get out. Do, do we? <laughs> let's maybe I'll put this in the end of the year evaluations we do or something because man. I need to do some self reflection. Again, if you really didn't want to go to work, how about you just don't go? Yeah. I mean, look, call in sick. Yes, or just call in and say you don't want to come in. That's. I mean. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a pain to your boss, but that's right. better than injuring people. Just quit. Yeah. You know? I mean, like it's not hard to quit a job. You just walk yeah. in and go, hey, look, I'm sorry. I don't want to work here anymore. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. Now, you And should. maybe even just tell the guy, hey, you know what? I was, I was going to run yeah. some people over I thought to, about get, <laughs> to get out of it. I hate and this job. And ultimately, I thought, you know what? It's, it would be better for me to just come in here like a man right. and say, I don't want to work here. You can take this job and right. shove it. Right. Well, rather I, than... I don't Put wanna, people in the hospital. Yeah, I don't want to hurt other people because I hate my job. You know, right. like I just want you to know that I've quit and I thought about hurting other people. And <laughs> instead of doing that, it seems healthier to probably just quit and go find another job. Yeah. So, you know, which I get it. I mean, the restaurant industry is rough. Food service, which he said he worked at a school, so maybe he's like in a lunchroom or something. I don't know what kind I of school will this say. is. When I was a teenager, I worked a job at a grocery store sacking groceries. I don't know if those if people still do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, when I was when I was sacking groceries, we would also like you know take them out to people's cars. Mm -hmm. You know, we'd push the buggy out there, load them in their yeah in their trunk. You don't get that kind of service anymore. No, but that's how all. it was when I was doing it. And I do remember I hated that job. And there were times I thought, hey, maybe if I get hit by a car, <laughs> right. you know, someone hurts me. I'll go to the hospital and, and get out of work. <laughs> but never once did I think about hurting somebody else to go to jail right. and get out of work. No, you you're know? right. Yeah. That's uh, 
That's extreme. It you know? is. That's extreme. And he said he suffered from insomnia, for, and he's been up for three days. Yeah. I mean, surely there's like a clinic or something you can go to around there, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know that I would hit another car or hit another person to get out yeah. of work. I don't think I could see myself doing that. No. No. As much and, as and, I hate it. And how about job. this? If you really, if jail is, is so much better than whatever it is you're doing now, how about like, you know, white collar crime? Right. You know, or, yes. or a, like a victimless crime? Well, first of all, I would try to rob a bank. You know, yeah, go in there with a squirt gun. Yeah. Or, you know what? We read one story about this one dude who he didn't even have a weapon. He mm-hmm. just told the lady behind the counter that, hey, I'm going to hurt a bunch of people if you don't give me all the money. Right. Yes. You know, and he got arrested for robbing a bank. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm sure robbing a bank, you're going to do some jail time. But if you get away, you got a lot of cash. <laughs> yeah. You get, Change your station in life and start working. If your goal is to go to prison, that's a win-win. That's what we call in the business a A win-win. Exactly. (laughs) Either you're going to go to jail or you're going to be have some money. Maybe we should do life coaching like (laughs) Kanye did. If you want to go to jail, don't hit people with your car. Do something that you might possibly do well at. Underscore Earth Oddity. That's right. That's where you can get all your life tips. Check out all your life tips from there. Also. I would just like to say, anyone who wants to log on and follow our Twitter feed, you can see a long list of people who have it way worse than you do. <laughs> That's right. So, yes. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Well, let's take a quick break. Okay. allegedly crashed funeral home to unlock a phone with a slain man's fingerprints. Okay. So, and this is a Florida story. Of course. This, Where uh, else would it be from? Yeah. Largo, Florida, police detectives entered a funeral home in Clearwater and attempted to unlock the phone of a man killed in March by another officer at a traffic stop using the deceased man's hands, the Tampa Bay Times reported. Victoria Armstrong, the fia- the fiancé of late... Linus F. Phillip told the paper she felt so disrespected and violated after police entered the funeral home she was present at and attempted to use Phillip's corpse to unlock the device. (laughs) While the police may have not been violated any law by doing so, Phillip's family certainly felt the move was disrespectful. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming that they were there. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like they just showed up, you know, when... It wasn't visiting hours or whatever and did. It sounds like they just walked in yeah. during a visitation or something. <laughs> Went up to the front like they are going to view the body. Yeah. Like two officers like, hey, Jim, cover me. Cover me. They get his phone out. They get the dude's finger, like his hand, and like hold, hold it up to the phone. Well, it's horrible. Well, you know, there was a uh, controversy, I guess it's probably been a couple years ago, where they couldn't, the authorities couldn't get a phone unlocked, I guess for like some terrorists or something. Yes, I remember that. You know, I think it was the San Bernardino, San Bernardino people. Who, yeah. And they couldn't get their phone unlocked. And, and Apple had, was like, no, we're TS, not. TS, you yeah, know. Yeah, right. Yes, we're not going <laughs> to do that. And 
So it was a whole big old rigmarole. Right. And these people were probably like, well, let's not just, hey, I got an idea, Jim. <laughs> let's just go down to the funeral home and see if we can get his fingerprint to unlock his phone. <laughs> I don't know. Says here, Armstrong, 28, who ha- this is his fiance, who happened to be at Sylvan Abbey Funeral Home in Clearwater the day two detectives showed up with Phillip's phone. She said they were taken to Phillip's corpse. Then they tried to unlock the phone by holding the body's hands up to the phone's fingerprint sensor. Lieutenant Randall Cheney said it was an unsuccessful attempt to access and preserve data on the phone to aid in the investigation into Phillip's death, which, I mean, he was he was shot by police officers, right? right. I think yeah. that's kind of an open, closed <laughs> yeah. case. Sounds pretty, pretty open and shut. <laughs> and... A separate inquiry into drugs that involved Philip. Okay. So that, now we're getting They're to trying the to find out real who he story. Was buying or selling to. <laughs> yes. Yeah. While Cheney said detectives didn't think they need a warrant because there was no expectation of privacy after death, an opinion several legal experts affirmed the actions don't sit right with Philip's family. Mm-hmm. So again, they weren't breaking any laws, but it probably it, it doesn't sound like the most respectful thing to do. Right. Yeah. Cheney added that as far as he is aware, this was the first time the department has attempted to unlock a phone in this manner. It's certainly the first time I've heard of this. Yeah. <laughs> it's not clear from the Times report what kind of phone Philip owned, but if it was an iPhone, the 48-hour window in which the device could be unlocked with a fingerprint alone would have long expired. Hmm. But that's not surprising that yeah. um, your, your beat cop, you know, middle-aged beat cop wouldn't know that. Yeah, he didn't know. know. It's unconstitutional for police to search cell phones without a warrant, and living criminal suspects can cite Fifth Amendment protections against self-incrimination if police demand to know the password to a phone. But courts have ruled the Fifth Amendment protections do not apply to devices with fingerprint-based security on the legal understanding that fingerprints are like other kinds of biometric indicators such as DNA or handwriting samples. So that's interesting. That is interesting. If your phone is locked by a password... The cops can't make you tell tell them, tell them that password. Right. But if your phone is locked by fingerprints, they can, and I'm going to say will, right. get you to get your finger and unlock that phone. Well, you know, I heard a story. I don't know this guy personally who had gotten pulled over because they thought he was texting and driving, mm-hmm. and he was. Um, he, I'm not an endorsement for texting and driving, by the way. <laughs> right. That'll get you burned at the stake if people hear you talking about that. But. He locked his phone when the officer came up, and the officer asked to see his phone to see if he was texting because he had saw him with a phone right, in his hand. Right, And so he handed the officer his phone, and, of course, it had a passcode on it. <laughs> and the officer was like, well, what's your passcode? And he was like, I I'm can't. I'm not telling you. He's like, I can't remember what it is. <laughs> gotcha. So he had to let him go. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you they shouldn't had, do that, right? I don't think, but they, right, yeah, no, I don't think they had to let him go. They just chose not to hassle right. with all of it because you know it probably wouldn't work. Is it in the shift? I guess where that officer <laughs> yeah. is ready to go home. So yeah, but uh, but I guess they could, uh, according to this article, they could take your finger, yeah, and and like make, hold you down and take your hand and, and make you unlock <laughs> they, it that way. They put you in cuffs so your hands behind you. You can't <laughs> yes. do anything like sticking your phone to it. Like you better unball your fist, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's wild. The pri- the the rights and that we give up for convenience. Exactly. Yes. Is, and I'm guilty. Well, look, I'm telling you, if you use the fingerprint thing, that's they already got you anyways, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's any conspiracy theorist tell you that they've already got you. <laughs> yep. They got you. They're going to implement you, put you in some kind of crime database or whatever. So, mm. yep. 
Well, anyway, on with the article. In any case, the dead have few legal rights, according to the Times. In Florida, there are few laws governing who may have access to a dead person in the care of a funeral home. The law has been most cruel, really unforgiving to a dead person, Southampton Law School Associate Professor Regimus Nabuze told Whoa, the nice Times. Name. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's from Kansas. <laughs> oh, no. It provides no entitlement or legal rights after death to a deceased person. Nobody even calling us from the facility to let us know detectives were coming there is, at all is very disturbing, Armstrong added. I'm very skeptical of all funeral homes now. With increasing amounts of personal data stored on mobile devices, U.S. authorities have become particularly aggressive about seeking access to them. For over a decade, the FBI and Department of Justice have been publicly complaining about encryption and demanding tech companies design convenient backdoors to bypass their password security. Through federal, state, and local police officers have been quietly buying devices designed to crack phone security without said backdoors at the, time, at the same time. Again, that's, that's, that's a bigger issue yeah. than the article we're talking yeah, about, right. you know. It's a little disturbing. It's I just, very disturbing. I just come straight yeah, up. You know, when the government is like, hey, we want, and again, I thought they already had access to yeah, all this I, stuff. Yeah, kind of me too. Which I'm not cool with that either. No. But, you know. But yeah, I mean, they're just like actively saying we need to be able to look through your your personal yeah, For any reason, for whatever, without a warrant. Right. If we deem no it necessary, what. we're going to come and do it. Yeah. 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 That should scare everybody, you know. And it seems like. It seems like the Bill of Rights, the entire Bill of Rights, is increasingly under attack. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's, you know, well, we should yeah. we should all, as a society, you know, I think we should be a little bit alarmed. Yeah, I think that uh, no matter your political persuasion right. or anything. Can we all and, be on the pro-rights side? Yeah, right, yes. You so know? That is something we don't want happening, right. you know? And I get it. There's a certain percentage of people who are up to no good, mm-hmm. who are doing things, and we need to be able to figure that out or we have the desire for our authorities to be Mm -hmm. able to figure out okay like you're a terrorist and we shot you in the face 50 times but we want to know what all the other terrorists were saying Mm -hmm. to you and what your plans were i got that but it's a fine line yeah and the as we've seen time and time again if there is a chance to abuse something it will get abused yeah and and think about think about this it may not be the current like maybe you're a huge fan of whoever happens to be in office at this particular right. time. Well, the next dude may not be. Right. And what about the dude after him? Yeah. What about the dude after that? Mm-hmm. You know, we we constantly hear the the term you know slippery slope. Yeah, but I would say that's yeah. definitely one. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, I don't think I really have anything on my phone that would be interesting to anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you wanted to look through it, but. Um, I still don't want you to have the poss- the capability to do that, right? Um, just because, I yeah, mean, just because, right? Yeah, I don't have anything. You know, you're not going to find out anything that I wouldn't tell you on here. You're going to see a lot of pictures of my kids, <laughs> bunch of videos of my daughter just talking, you know, and uh, stuff like that. You know, my search histories and mainly Alabama football, Grateful <laughs> Dead music, and uh, and weird news stories, and that's <laughs> yeah. about it. You know, so I don't, I don't know. I would say I'm not trying to sound all 1776 patriotic or anything, but we need to wake up to that yeah. because that's bad news for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, because if they outlaw the Grateful Dead and they can search through my phone, then next thing you know, I'm in jail. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is 
admittedly, this is a bit of an extreme example, but here, a few months back, I don't know if you remember, because we had an ICP story earlier. Do you oh, remember yeah. that when the Department of Homeland Security, they labeled the Juggalos right. yeah, I was a talk domestic about terrorist group? Right. Yes. Well, what if you happen to be a, a, a fan of ICP? Yes. And let's say some crazy... <laughs> somebody even crazier than our current president <laughs> right. gets in office and decides yes. he's going to wage war on the uh, juggalos. On the, on the juggalos. Do you want police coming to your house and right. searching through your phone and being like, uh-oh, this dude right here? Yeah, because you're listening to music, too, by the yeah. way. But yeah, that is extreme, but you can see it getting to that. Yeah. Because we've done a lot of weirder things than yeah. with the government. What if you and your kids just dressed up as clowns for Halloween, and now all of a sudden you're getting the you're bracelet on the slapped on you, yes. getting in the back of a police car because you've been labeled a terrorist? <laughs> that's right. All yes. because you listen to ICP. All because you listen to ICP. Again, that's an extreme example, but, but there can be, well, you know. We would have sat here two years ago and been like someone labeling fans of a music group, uh, <laughs> yes. a terrorist organization or whatever, yeah. is an extreme example, right. and now it's happened. Yeah, know? absolutely. So that's crazy. But speaking of ICP, let's get to that story. Uh, okay, Ohio woman sues insane clown posse after after being injured by Fago. Um, uh, this is from Toledo, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, an Ohio woman is suing the band, claiming she was hit with a two liter bottle of Fago during a concert, knocking her unconscious. <laughs> Andrea Walker attended the concert in Toledo, Ohio, about three years ago. She's now suing for several hundred thousands thousand in dollars um, for damages. ICP, that's what all the cool kids call insane. Stands clown for posse. yeah, insane yeah. clown posse is known to use Fago at its shows, shaking up the bottles before spraying the crowd with a soft drink. Which man, you know. You know, you go to a concert <laughs> yeah. and you get all that sprayed on your sticky and everything else on the ride hey, home. It beats going to a gore show. Oh yeah, where you get blood and other true. bodily fluids sprayed on true. you. <laughs> uh, but Walker claims an unopened bottle was hurled into the crowd, hitting her in the chest. Walker claims she passed out, hit the concrete floor, and left the concert with life-threatening injuries. Oh. Over a period of less than half of the song, the two leaders started to come, and she was injured, Andrew Salter said, who is her, uh, a witness. Um, I saw some of the fans grabbing two-liter bottles out of the popcorn bucket holders, both tossing some into the crowd and chucking them as hard as they could to propel them as far as they could into the crowd. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing at that. I'm just picturing it in my mind. Yeah. Um, Walker's attorney said she missed 11 weeks of work. That's a lot. Yeah. She ended up with eight stitches and a cast on her right arm. My client missed a significant amount of work. She had some significant injuries and has some permanent scars that she'll carry with her forever. Um, Allowing individuals on the stage at a show is akin to giving a switchblade to a kindergarten class. (laughs) I don't know if that's the same. I don't know if it's quite the same. Yeah. Uh, you don't know how it's going to end, but it's going to end poorly. Uh, the band lawyer tells uh, tells WTVG-TV that what happens at the show is not a surprise. The evidence will show Miss Walker was familiar, was aware of the group in St. Cloud Posse, the uh, lead act, which uh, included Fago being sprayed onto the crowd, ICP lawyer Mark Jacobs said. So what their lawyer is contending mm-hmm. is, 
okay, Miss Walker, you're a fan of this band. You know what goes on at the <laughs> show. Nobody goes yeah. to the gathering of the Juggalos right. and doesn't know what they're right. getting themselves into. You willingly, willingly bought a ticket and entered this venue, and you assumed the risk of getting hit yeah. with a Fago bottle, which I'll say I can see spraying people with you know the yeah. stuff. I don't see throwing a full two liter. <laughs> like, I get that ICP is they're on the edge of right. uh, what we would consider normal sane behavior. They're beyond the edge of what we. Well, consider. I mean that 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 does sound like something that goes that probably goes on every single show yeah, they do. Right. It's just this is this particular time a lady got seriously got hurt, not just kind of hurt. Right. Yes. And now she's suing. Now I will say I was at an Alabama football game. This was when I was in college in the mm-hmm. student section. Um, and if people out there are not familiar, college students will sneak alcoholic drinks right. into a football game and drink all during the game. <gasps> yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> it happens. For for those of you with kids in college, if you didn't know that was going on, <laughs> your kid's probably getting drunk in the student section. I know they uh, attended youth group, but there's a good chance that it probably happens. <laughs> but anyway, so... I can't remember the game I was at. I want to say it was when we played UCLA here and we got beat. You know, it's about when we were horrible in football. Right. Before but, uh, we started going to the playoff every single year. Yeah, and just dominating people and making <laughs> yes. them not even want to have a football program anymore, <laughs> you know. Uh, but we scored a touchdown, and everybody's, you know, cheering and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of looking around, and I see from the upper deck at Bryant-Denny a fifth – bottle empty bottle of jack daniels Uh-oh. come over it you know like come down from the top just tumbling down and <laughs> no. i like trace the path and i look and i'm like it's gonna hit somebody down here in like the first oh, three rows no. of the student section and it did i mean off of somebody's head but it happened to be a plastic bottle it wasn't glass oh thank so. goodness uh, it didn't really hurt him, you know. Yeah. And, like the kid it hit that was a guy you know sure it's he, annoying he was probably drunk anyways he didn't care but, right uh, but, I mean, used to. It's not as bad, I don't think, now. Of course, I don't sit in the student mm-hmm. section, but used to. I mean, we scored a touchdown. It was drinks in the air and bottles flying everywhere. And it was wild, you know. So, I could see, you know, you, well, I was, you getting hit would hurt, you yeah, know. I'll but I also it. knew that was going on when I went there. So, if we ever scored, I was like, oh, I'm on alert. I don't right. want to get hit. <laughs> I don't want to get stitches after a football game. I will say I have been to my fair share of rock shows. I mean, yeah. since I've become a dad, I've <laughs> I go to less show. Yeah, yeah. I goes to these shows. I understand. But it was every show I went to, it was very common that at some point there's going to be, well, it's not going to be at some point. It's going to be throughout the show regularly. People are going to take two liter, I mean, not two liter, two <laughs> 20 ounce bottles of water and yeah. like, you know, sling yeah, them sling up in around. the air yeah. and they're going to throw the bottle up and people are going to bat it around. All right. And occasionally you get this one Yahoo who's just going to throw a full bottle uh-huh. up in the air, and it's going to come down and, and bonk somebody on the head. But I imagine a two-liter, yeah. I imagine that that would a be full one. a full two-liter. I mean, that's going to hurt. Yeah. I feel you getting hurt, Miss Walker, but <laughs> I feel like you had to know what was going on. Yeah. You know? I mean, because you don't get too many people who are just like, 
going to an ICP show just to see what it's about. You know, like <laughs> yeah. they're not fans, you know. I mean, those guys paint – I mean, their fans paint their face up like clowns to go to a show. And they sing about murder. Yeah. Oh, yes, they do. They straight up sing and, about – And magnets, by the murder. way. I don't know if you've heard magnets. that. Have you heard their song about magnets? <laughs> no. Oh, we can't play it on here. But it's like – For multiple reasons. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty – just look it up. It's okay. pretty funny. You know, just do ICP <laughs> magnets – and the it's 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 quite strange. You know, you're like, well, I know you were smoking something when you wrote this song, but you know. but yeah. Oh man. Anyway, sorry the lady got hurt. I don't see being out of work for eleven weeks. Yeah. I mean, that's almost what three months of work mm-hmm. for a broke arm and some stitches. But you know, I would say I'll if, say this too: go into a go into an ICP show. Be glad you walked out yeah. getting hit with a two-liter That's bottle right. because there's much worse that goes on. I would also like to say she might... Be glad need, you weren't assaulted. She might need to get a better attorney because she's only suing for a couple hundred thousand dollars, and I feel like you need to start off higher than that. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. we're suing for $5 million, We'll settle for 300000 Right. You know? Yeah. I'm just saying, she's going to get out of this with maybe 50000 She'll give that to half to her lawyer, who's probably representing her for free. She's gonna like walk cha-ching. away. Yeah, she's gonna walk away with twenty five thousand to put down on a nineteen ninety eight Corolla and uh, <laughs> and put the rest towards Fago and face paint for her next ICP show. I don't know. Just say you should ask for more damages. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, we have one last story. Yes. But before we get into that, yeah, kind of like we did a couple weeks ago, we're going to hit yeah. community news first. Yes, let's do that. And you may. You know, ask your kids to step away. <laughs> yes. So we had we had three reviews this past week. So three. We had three. That's a big uptick. <laughs> it is. Thank you, listeners. Yes. Uh, oh, makes me feel popular. You want to take the first one? Sure. It's from our friend Fergie Fantastic. Um, <laughs> I love this podcast. It's always fun to listen to. The stories are off the wall and extremely funny. This is my favorite part. <laughs> the hosts are brilliant in their takes on the subjects at hand. All right? I'm going to repeat that. The hosts are brilliant in their takes on the subjects at hand. In a world of negativity and depressing media, this is an extreme gut punch of laughter. It's absolutely a hilarious show. I look forward to the new episodes every week. Give this show one listen and you'll be hooked. Just give us one listen. Just one listen. Just one listen. I mean, you can do this. Yes, depending on which one you listen to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest here. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Fergie. Yes, Fergie, uh, you are fantastic. And I would take you out to dinner, but I'm a married man. <laughs> so um, I will say, I, I know Fergie. Um, no. I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but no. I actually do. Yeah. I, I, I personally know Fergie. Fergie okay. listens to the show. Fergie is also very active in our Facebook group. All right. And I would thank you so much, Fergie. Yeah, Fergie. And, uh, next time I see you, you don't have to send an email into the podcast. Just next time I see you, just come up to me and uh, I'll give you a pocket knife. Okay. Thank you so much yeah. for your uh, kind words. Yes. Okay. Our next review is Great Convo Flow by Tim May 1994. Five stars. Really fun show. Was pretty surprised about Allison as a massive childhood Smallville fan. I thought you guys picked good topics. The kid really cracked me up. Uh, I assume you may be talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> 
And uh, you have a great flow back and forth. You made good, quick points that were still light and funny. So thank you so much, Uh, Tim May. If you send an email into the show, I'll send you a pocket knife. Thank you so much. And our next one um, from Smithy3595. Hilarious. Listen for a lighthearted laugh. Um, He says... The episode about giving a hand to Canada was so funny. That's old school. Yeah, it is old school, but I agree with you. Yeah, that was funny. Um, Great concept with two very likable hosts. Aw, you're making me blush. (laughs) Uh, The time spent researching and choosing the articles and stories is well worth it because they're so enjoyable to hear about. Yeah, we put a lot of time. I mean, (laughs) anyone who listens to this show can tell. We put a lot of time investing into it. A lot of show prep. That's right. Uh, Found myself telling my friends about it as I listened. The bit you guys did about St. Francis Xavier's hand getting a seat on the plane had me cracking up. <laughs> keep it going, guys. We will. Yeah, we will thanks. keep it going. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, also, I want to talk about our sponsor, KG yes. Hurl. Um, Bayou Blended Spices. If you hadn't tried it, um, you definitely need to try it because it is uh, the bomb. I'm using it on everything mm-hmm. um, chicken, pork. Um, you know, I'll throw it on sandwiches, put it on popcorn. It's great. Um, all natural, low sodium spice, um, but it's not overpowering. It's not going to uh, leave you crying from the heat. Like uh, we came up with, you know, taste the spice, not the heat. Uh, that's a great mm-hmm. tagline. I don't know why they hadn't branded that everywhere yet. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, squirrel. You know, just say it. Hey, it's, it. it's starting to show up in his Facebook post now. Okay. So, yeah. All right. All right. Good. Good. I must have missed that in amongst the <laughs> 1,000 podcast posts I see on my, <laughs> on my thing. As I followed like those fifty podcasts that night, yeah, and now it's just that's all I see. <laughs> all of them. That's and hilarious. Like, that's a little inside, a little inside baseball for everybody. But then we're in a part of like a podcast group, and they were like, "Hey, let's follow everybody's Facebook pages." Well, Bad I went, idea. I went Bad nuts. Idea. I went nuts because you know Dragon Booty was still on the table, and I was like, you know, look, I'm going to put in my whole effort here, yeah, because it's not happening, and it's not. I mean, there's like what two days left. Yeah, I was month. just fixing to get to this. Uh, yeah. We have 152 likes. Right. The deal was if we can get a thousand oh, in the month of April, John short. gets a dragon tattoo on his booty. That's right, but I'm not. I'm not. Well, now when this. When this episode goes up, they'll have one last day. That's right. But unless y'all can move <laughs> no. mountains and get all your friends to like our page, it's not going to happen. With our tens of yeah dozens of listeners. We are, what would it be, 849 likes short. That's right. Mm. You know. Now, my butt's fine. It's <laughs> yeah, safe. probably not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, my butt's fine anyways, you know, <laughs> in the sense that it's cute. I don't have much of one, but it's cute. And uh, if I do say so myself, I don't want to brag or anything. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no dragon no dragon tattoo on it, which is great because I did not want a tattoo. I'm a deathly afraid of needles. <laughs> but that's how much I care about this podcast, about EOP. You know, and to the listening audience, you got one day. Yeah, one day. <laughs> you know, to make it happen, this show will go up sometime early Monday morning. You yeah. got that Monday, and so. I may put something in the Facebook group today at some point yeah. in time. Um, once I'm finished repainting a wall at my house and working on my <laughs> kids' school project that's due Tuesday. <laughs> right. Thank you, Miss Little Foy, for 
saddling us with such a burden this project but uh <laughs> uh I put something up in there just to make it another fair shot for everybody mm-hmm. and see if it'll happen but i'm really think my butt's safe and one last thing before we get into our last story yes. of the day uh me and john have been invited to do a radio show out of jackson mississippi that's right on mississippi public broadcasting yes. everyday tech Yes. So if you are listening to this and you are in the Mississippi area and you want to catch us on the radio, you can catch us on the radio Wednesday from 10 to 11 yes. on, what's the radio station? 91.3 is a station in Jackson. They have affiliates all, you know, statewide. Yeah. Um, I know one close to here to our home is the one that broadcasts out of Mississippi State's 89.9. So, 89.9. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we'll, but just check, you know, what is it? Uh, MB, MPBonline.org. And, is the uh, website. Yeah. And it can, you can get a list of their affiliates, tune in wherever you're close. Uh, I'm sure you can stream it off of their website too. So, and we'll also probably post a uh, a link yeah. in the show notes and we'll probably put something up in the facebook group if yeah. you do want to listen and now that we're becoming big stars we're probably not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna be talking to you guys too much personally <laughs> out in the streets like we anything. have been yeah you know I mean, we're kind of we're kind of big on, deal hold now. On. It's, it's still public radio we're not we're not big time yet john just easy easy <laughs> dang <laughs> but dang um, and also, if you miss it, uh, Everyday Tech is also posted up on the internet in podcast form, so okay. you can catch that on iTunes. Quality. And most, probably most anywhere podcasts yes. are found. Yeah. Everyday Tech. Everyday Tech. And, you know, look for me in my new, you know, <laughs> car and, you know, fancy clothes and all that. Now <laughs> yeah. that, now that we're, this thing's taking off. I am going to go through my closet and pick out my prettiest polo shirt. And take that to the Stitch Factory kiosk in the mall and get them to stitch our logo on it. So I look real official. Nice. Maybe I should do that. And then, uh, you know, it'd be like over the top of like a Columbia logo or something. Yeah. <laughs> like all of mine have that on there. Well, see, I have some generic polos that came from dirt cheap okay. with no logos on all them. Right. So that'd be perfect. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Boy, <laughs> well, that would be big time in all of y'all. We got our own apparel, you know? You all left at us and we couldn't do it. <laughs> now right. we're on public radio. We're on public radio in Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> which, I'm, I honestly, I love public radio. I listen to 91.5, which is Alabama Public Radio here at based out of Tuscaloosa all the time people hate public radio for some reason right but i enjoy it i think it's awesome i like all the shows they have on the weekends it's a blast super good jazz music on the weekends at night they do all kind of stuff i'm a fan of public radio (laughs) donated a lot to public radio when i had my restaurant so (laughs) yeah yeah i enjoy it just wanted to be a plug for public radio you know i'm a fan of public radio do we want to get on our last yeah, get our last story, which isn't again, really... Again, this, this story that we're fixing to talk about, it's not like super... It's just, again, it's, it's something, yeah. if you have older kids, they're they're fine. Yeah. We're not going to use a lot of profanity. We're not going to talk rude no. or crude about anything. Yeah. But if you've got small kids, maybe, again, there may be just be some conversations you just not, you don't want to have, don't at this have point. with them at right. this point in yeah. their life. Well, I would so, say, you know, your kids are a lot smarter than the people give them credit for. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, just... Just understand that your kid may already be aware of things that go on in the world. So Right. Um, so, quick countdown. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. 
So, um, if I were to say the words gay panic defense to you, what would you think? <laughs> well, when when I read this article and heard the term gay panic defense, my first thought was that is a great band name. It is. And then I went and looked online. It is a band okay. name. There's a band out of Scotland called All Gay right. Panic Defense. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But what are we talking about here, John? Okay, so this comes up to us from KXAN out of Austin. Um, after using rare gay panic legal defense, Austin man avoids prison time. Um, James Miller will serve 10 years probation after being sentenced for criminal, criminally negligent homicide for killing his neighbor in East Austin back in 2015. The jury recommended Miller serve 10 years probation, and the judge was required to honor that. However, Judge Brad Urtia also, I'm pretty sure that's exactly how you right, say it. I'm sure. Also added a maximum allowed six months jail time, also requiring Miller to complete 100 hours of community service and pay nearly $11,000 in restitution to the victim's family and use a portable alcohol monitoring device for at least a year. Hmm. The judge will reassess after a year on whether the device is still needed. Um, Prosecutor Matthew Foy says the judge's maximum penalty and the fact that the jury didn't let Miller off on his self-defense claim reinforces what he hoped to prove. It establishes that Daniel Spencer was a victim of a senseless killing by the defendant, and he did not do anything to bring this upon himself. Um, since the defense's strategy was to argue self-defense, I think the jury's verdict made it clear that they did not believe it was self-defense. So, the defense argued Miller stabbed his neighbor when Spencer allegedly came on to him. The prosecution argued blood evidence didn't match Miller's story. However, Foy says the jury did its best with a hard trial. We don't know exactly what happened in the house that night, Foy said, so that can be something that can be very difficult for juries to work through. Yeah, because this is a situation where there's two people, one kills the other one, yeah. and the only person who was there is the one is who, the one who right. did the killing. Yes. Um, defense attorney Charlie Baird said he had hoped Miller wouldn't have to serve any time. We were disappointed with the verdict yesterday when he was convicted of criminally negligent homicide. Um, we thought he should have been acquitted on the basis of self-defense. However, Baird said he was happy Miller wouldn't have to serve time in prison. The jury, they agreed with us and thought that Mr. Miller was no threat to the community or to society at large, and therefore they decided to place him on community supervision. Uh, Miller's defense is known as the gay panic defense. While it is a rare defense, it is legal in most states. NBC News reports it's been used in about half of all the states with some success as part of an insanity or self-defense claim. There's a push to ban the defense in several states, including Texas. Mm -hmm. um, in December, Illinois became the second state to ban it. California banned it in 2014 after the ABA, American Bar Association, called on states to eliminate it. So I guess It's also been banned in, uh, I believe, Illinois. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Illinois. Yeah. Did, you, uh, did, it say, did the article say that? I literally just said that. Oh. Well, <laughs> I apologize. Okay. I'll just cut that out. No, leave it in there. <laughs> leave it in there. That's great. This is the kind of stuff you're going to get on Mississippi Public Radio. <laughs> but uh, 
So apparently, um, the gay panic defense is that you know you were. Um, yeah, right here. I've actually got the the Wikipedia article okay. up right here because I just wanted to I wanted to differentiate between the gay panic defense and like a sexual assault claim yeah, or right. self defense. Yeah, regular. Okay. So, and so anyway, the gay panic defense is a legal defense usually against charges of assault or murder. A defendant using the defense claims they acted in a state of violent temporary insanity because of unwanted homosexual advances from another individual. The defendant alleges to find the same-sex sexual advances so offensive and frightening that it brings on a psychotic state characterized by unusual violence. Okay. So, it's kind of bizarre to me. When I first read this article, I'm like, so is he saying that this guy tried to assault him? Right. Because I really feel like, you know, and this is an elderly gentleman, yeah. and I really feel like most of the nation, if, if this man, like, sexually assaulted him, you know, or he was trying to trying to rape him right. i think we would all kind of you know stand up yeah, and cheer yeah, yeah, that right. hey he you know he shouldn't yeah you know it's just like if a lady was being, yeah absolutely you know, for her, a guy was forced himself upon her and yeah. she shot him in the face or whatever then everybody'd be like well yeah yeah, yeah that's understandable that's, that's, that's yeah. what rapists get yes exactly uh, this is not that but, yeah I think this, this is not that just this like, is just hey i think you look good in those pants or something yeah and, and he yeah, right. <laughs> goes nuts yes he goes nuts <laughs> so which bizarre know, very, it seems very bizarre that this is a legal defense you can use because uh i, I would just say the inverse of that so like if you know if i was a single man and mm-hmm. um not baptist if i was out at a bar <laughs> yeah. and uh was hitting on a lady you know like hey i, I love your dress i think your eyes look nice or whatever if i said you had a beautiful body would you hold it against <laughs> right? me yes and then she just turns around and yeah, like, rages out and stabs me <laughs> which i'm sure women want to do a lot i mean <laughs> I've never been a woman, but I could just imagine they want to do that a lot. It's yeah. got to be horrible, and uh, you know, uh, you know, I, that would seem bizarre to me that you right. would say, you know. And I guess maybe that's the patriarchy of society mm-hmm. saying, "Well, you've been conditioned to think that women have to endure that type of stuff, and now right. you don't have to with homosexuals. You can use it as a defense." So I don't know, but. Uh, Anyways, I would keep that in mind, ladies, if you've got some guy that keeps bothering you one night. <laughs> what would we call that defense? A straight the panic. straight panic defense. Straight panic defense. <laughs> it sounds like a Nick Saban call, you know. Like, well, I guess I guess if we're being completely fair, you know, uh, if there's a lady who's homosexual mm-hmm. and then a straight man hits on her, yeah. can she go nuts and kill him? You know, I mean, according to this, it sounds like it. Yeah, know? I mean, that's I mean, kind of the gonna, that's kind of the exact inverse. Yeah, right. You know, she's going to get in a little trouble. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the guy he uh, he's going to avoid jail time. He didn't right. completely. I'm now. I'm sure this is of no comfort to the family. Right. Who who lost this person? Absolutely. But uh, but I mean, I guess it's it's better than him just you know being free to go. Right. You know. Well, like you say, we don't know what all happened that night, but. I will say that, again, the lawyer was right. There's just, we don't know what happened right. that night. I will say that the jury and me too, just after looking at pictures of these two individuals, yeah. I'm kind of skeptical myself. Me too. <laughs> this, right. you know, young, you know, yeah. n- nice looking man yeah, is coming onto this elderly, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, African-American man. Right, yes. Which I understand everybody's got their, yeah, I mean, their what, thing. One their thing kink. I've learned about the internet <laughs> is 
there's a lot of different things people are into. You know? Stranger things have happened, but cons- I, you know, just, I'm skeptical yeah. as well. Right. Just looking at it on face value here, <laughs> yes. you would be like, this dude's not going to be hitting on this guy. I mean, if, you know, if he's into dudes, he can do right. way better than this guy. <laughs> Which I I recently uh, got came on to by another man. <laughs> I, I'm not lying at all. I, this is 100% truth. I won't go into all the details of it. It's probably uh, good. Because some of the stuff he said was inappropriate, but I was mm. in uh, uh, our store in Demopolis working one day. This gentleman yeah. came in, and he let it be known he liked me. other men. Yeah, he liked the he way liked you. Yeah, the way it. He liked the way I looked. You he know? wanted some long John Long. Exactly right. And uh, <laughs> I did not fly into a rage to try to kill him. Or anything. <laughs> I was going. Thank you for yeah. not murdering no. that man. I was trying to sell him some furniture. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> I mean, you got to take advantage of these opportunities. But after it was over with, I was kind of like, oh, you know what? I still got it. You know? Like, All right. I kind of thought I'd fell off a little bit, but still got it. You know? Gosh. So, yeah, that happened to me. Yeah. But, yeah, I felt no reason to kill the guy or anything. Right. I was just like, hey. You're a little flattered. Yeah, right. I just brought up my wife a few times and yeah. just let it go on and been like, let me show you this leather recliner right here that's $1,200. He's like, mm, leather. Oh, yeah. He was like, oh, I like to sit in this in my underwear and all this stuff, you know? But I was like, all right. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I feel like you're, you know. If you want to sit in your underwear, it'd be the perfect chair to buy. Yeah. But yeah, when I left all the ladies in the store, it was like, he was hitting on you. And I was like, for real? Because, you know, no one's hit on me in forever. Right. You know, my wife doesn't even how hit on me. You, how long have you and Deidre been married? We've been married for 16 years. We've been dating Congratulations. for 24 years. So, right. Yeah. No one hits on me. Anymore. So this was like a new. My wife doesn't even hit on me. <laughs> you know? Like, so I can't even convince her to kiss me most days. So. <laughs> You know, but yeah, I was like, I still got it. Yeah, like, My wife, right. the other day, she said something, she'd been using something on her face and she was like, you know, something like, I hadn't noticed it. And I, I, I just like to say, I'm sorry <laughs> that I didn't notice your <laughs> facial treatment that right. you've been using. But my point was, we don't get in each other's face enough. Yeah. You know, because well, I promise you I would notice. Let me tell you where we're at <laughs> after 16 years of marriage. Um, a few weekends ago. Uh, the kids went to Fett to stay with her parents. So we had like the night alone, which you know what that means if you're a married couple. Um, it means and, Call of Duty. Well, I say they took the Xbox with them. No. So Dieter and I went out to a nice dinner and ate, at, you know, had a steak or whatever. And we came home. You know, it was kind of early and everything. And I got home and I was like, wow, you know, this has been a great night. You know what would make it better? And literally, my wife made this noise. <laughs> that was the noise she made and then i was like if we had the xbox here so i could play call of duty <laughs> but when she made that noise i was just like man so that's how my wife feels about me okay all right all right i'll see where we're at now it would have it would have been less painful if you would have just took a kitchen knife yeah, and just stabbed, stabbed me straight in the heart right with it. In the, that would have been yes. that would have felt better yes <laughs> she, i mean literally she was like 
Like, oh, well, that old self-confidence meter goes down to like negative 400. Okay, well, all And right. the next thing you know, you're getting hit on by gay dudes. Yeah, you're right, like, yeah. yes. I was like, okay, yeah, all right, yeah. I, still, I needed that. I needed, I needed that, that pick me up. <laughs> I needed that. All right. <laughs> Which I tell Dieter all the time, there's a chubby lady that works at the gas station by the house who's got like two teeth, and I really think she's into me. So <laughs> yeah. I got my options just so everybody knows. <laughs> hey, I was saying. Uh, me and Eli, we had to go to the Publix one day, and the one down on the university just mm-hmm. happens to be the closest one. So we went in there. I don't remember. I think we were getting cookies or something. I don't remember. But we came out, and uh, this girl was walking by, and I'm, the air conditioner in my truck is out. It's been out for, like, years. And so I just rolled down the windows in the summertime. Sure. And this lady was walking by, and she just walked up, and she was reasonably attractive. And she's like, hey, I like your truck. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thanks. You know, thank you a lot. Yeah. And she was like, I think I'm going to take that truck from myself. And Eli in the back is like, well, you're going to take our truck? Please don't take our truck. <laughs> and she started, she like asked me my name and, you know, started asking me all this. She was hitting on me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when we got back to the house, I couldn't wait to tell Tara. That's right. You know, that I got hit on by That's some right. college girl. And Tara was like, you know, was she drunk? And my response was, still counts. That's right. <laughs> it still counts. Yeah, who cares if she's drunk? <laughs> yes, she couldn't see straight. She probably saw three three of me sitting behind the seat. Still counts. That still counts. That's right. That's right. So yeah, anyways. which I know my wife. I know she anytime she wanted to take off, she could do it. Yeah, oh yeah, Dieter can leave me. Let's find a guy. Last week we talked about the ratio of pretty women to men. Yeah, right. Yes. You know that I, my wife is beautiful, and it's because there's just you know yeah so many of them. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm saying Dieter, she's got way better <laughs> options out there than me. For some reason, she still loves me. Yeah. And I'm thankful for that. Even if I cause her to make a violent like disgusted noise <laughs> at the thought after the thought of being with me which i wasn't even really i wasn't even going down that path i was literally talking about having the xbox you know <laughs> yeah. i was like but just the fact that she did it was like oh okay all right <laughs> oh now i just thought about she's gonna listen to all this too, so Hey, I love you, baby. Just, <laughs> yeah. I love you. I'm just, Regardless. Just, just jokes for the people, you know? <laughs> just jokes for the public. They're not serious or anything like that. Well, well. man, on that note. <laughs> you have been listening to Earth Odyssey Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether it's on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, RSS, Box, tune in. RSS Radio, yeah. tune in. Player FM. Yeah. Overcast, anywhere, YouTube, pretty much wherever podcasts yeah. are found, you can usually find us there. That's right. Except Spotify. Yeah. Screw you, Spotify. <laughs> we don't like you. <laughs> and you can follow us on Twitter yeah. at underscore Earth Oddity. That's right. We have an Instagram account of the exact same exact name. Same name. Yeah. And please email into the show because we want to hear from you. What do you? What is your take right. on the gay panic defense? Exactly. Have you ever had to employ that defense? Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. You can write us in. We are earthoddity at planetmail.net. Yes. Thanks for listening, guys. We uh, we love y'all. We appreciate you listening. Check out Cajun Curl. Yes. Um, look for our appearance on Mississippi Public Radio. 
Jackson's. Here we come. That's right. We're coming to your city. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if you want a tattoo of a dragon on John's butt, you yeah. have 24 hours. You get after it. So, <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.